0: Welcome to Found in Space, a science podcast for kids and teens. We have a great tech question from Aria today. And Aria asks How do space shuttles work? So, Fantastic, this is wonderful. It's gonna give us an opportunity to talk about rockets, talk about different kinds of orbits and what the shuttle program was. So the shuttle program was functional, but flew for about 30 years. And the last shuttle flew in 2011, so 2011. And the basic idea behind the shuttle program was to take people to and from space. Now, not just any space, but a special area called LEO, L-E-O, or Low Earth Orbit. So space is big, right? Pretty much anything that isn't Earth, and actually technically Earth is in space, right? But we're gonna say anything that is beyond our atmosphere, we're gonna call that space. So that's absolutely everything else except for us. But LEO is our closest space. Just go up a few hundred kilometers, that's LEO. That's where most of our spacecraft are. Most of the satellites, especially communication satellites, our space stations like the ISS, the International Space Station, are in LEO. So what it takes to get to LEO is different than what it takes to get to, say, the Moon, Right? So, watching a space shuttle launch is very different than watching the Saturn V, for instance. So, the space shuttles, they were able to be smaller and not have quite as much fuel. Sometimes, you will hear them referred to as the space transport system. So, it's not just the shuttle themselves but the whole system to get people into space. Now what's so cool about the shuttles though, is that they were partially reusable. So the thing that looks kind of like a big white airplane, that's the orbiter or the reusable part. That's the part where people could be in and anything that we're trying to get into space So the cargo, the people, it's what we call the payload. So it's the load of stuff that you've paid all that money to get to go to space, because actually launching a rocket is pretty expensive. So the payload would be inside the orbiter. Now, there's two more parts to the system and these next two parts are not reusable. They would have to build a new one every single time we wanted to do a launch. So the first part is the external tank. So that's that big orange cylinder that you'd see the shuttle strapped to. And that, the purpose of that was to carry fuel. This was the liquid fuel. And then on the side, two smaller white boosters, and those were solid fuel boosters. So let's actually talk about how rockets work So we can come back to the difference between our liquid and solid fuel rockets. So what a rocket does is it creates thrust. Now, why? Well, we wanna get off of Earth. We wanna get out into Earth, into the space around Earth, right? Not just be here on the planet, but we've got gravity, which is pulling us back down. Now we're all used to gravity, right? We're feeling it right now. You're holding your head up against gravity. Your body, you're holding your body up. If you pick something up, I'm looking around me right now and I have a pen. If I pick up my pen and I let go of it, up, oh, it falls down, right? That's gravity there. Now, if you wanna try and get to space, you can't just throw your pen up and expect it to get to space because gravity's gonna pull it right pull it right back down. Let's say we took a cannon and we pointed it up and shot it up. What's going to happen? Well, that ball is going to go up, but then it's going to come back down. And so maybe shooting a cannon straight up is not a good idea because it's going to come down and land on something, right? And you hope that it doesn't land on anything that could break. Well, with rockets, we can create thrust that's going to push down and that's going to lift the rocket in the opposite direction. So what is thrust? Well, thrust is just a push. And actually, here's something fun that you can do. You can make kind of your own mini rocket. If you have a balloon, all you need is just a rubber balloon. Go ahead and blow that balloon up. Now, don't tie it. Instead of tying it, let it go and let all of that air come back out. Now what's gonna happen? the balloon's gonna go flying around your room, right? Now it's not very controlled, so it's gonna go all over the place and maybe it's gonna hit the window and the wall and you know, make a big noise while you're doing that. You can do it with water as well. Now it makes kind of a big mess with water, so you wanna go out in the backyard if you're gonna do it with that. If you're ever having like a water balloon fight, just try letting the water out and see how the balloon is gonna be pushed forward because you've got the water or your air if it's filled with air coming out the back. So this is actually Newton's third law of motion. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. So because the air or the water is coming out the back of the balloon, it's forced forward. Now rockets work the same way. What we're gonna do is we're gonna make a really big explosion and we're gonna direct that explosion. So we don't want our rocket to just explode. We want to direct that downward So it lifts us upwards. Now, as long as the force that we're pushing down with is greater than the weight of our rocket, then we're going to be lifted up, 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 up. And as long as we keep going, we're gonna keep going all the way into space. Now, if we turned the engines off, what would happen? Gravity would win, right? And then the rocket would come crashing back down. So we've got to get all the way up into space, and then we need to tip our rocket sideways and have it start going around the Earth instead of falling back down to Earth. So if as long as it's going horizontally faster than it's falling downwards, we can always miss hitting the planet. Now that's what an orbit is. So coming back to the shuttle system, that big orange part, The external tank had liquid fuel in it. And actually, the fuel that it had was liquid hydrogen. And then we'd add oxygen to it. And you know what you get when you add hydrogen and oxygen? Well, first you get a big explosion, but it's just water. So all that white stuff, those clouds coming out when you see the rocket taking off, that's just water vapor. Now it's very, very hot, so it still is dangerous. You wouldn't want to be anywhere close to that, but it's just water coming out. Now, the white ones on the side we said were solid. So instead of having a liquid fuel, they'd be solid. And you could think of it like, actually a good way to think about it is that they're basically giant fireworks or firecrackers. And so then if you ignite them, then they start to burn and they produce that thrust, and then you lift the rocket up. Now, as the rocket starts to go up and up and up through the atmosphere, well, it starts to use up the fuel. And so now the containers that were holding that fuel become dead weight. They're not helping to lift the rocket up anymore. In fact, they're making it harder. So what we would do is we would just drop those off. And eventually all you'd have left would be the shuttle itself, the orbiter, with the payload, the people, the astronauts, and any of the experiments that they'd be doing, and those other parts would fall back down and usually just burn up in the atmosphere, get destroyed. So you'd have to build a new one every time, but you wouldn't have to build a new orbiter. When the astronauts were done with whatever their mission was, they could then come back to Earth in the shuttle the shuttle would come back down through the atmosphere, they have to go in at just the right angle so it doesn't burn up, and then they'd be able to land on a runway, just like a plane would land. And then they could repair the shuttle, fix it up, and send it back out for another mission. We did a lot of amazing things with the shuttles. We went up and did experiments just in the shuttle itself. We took people to the space station, to the International Space Station. We did repairs on the Hubble telescope and we're actually able to make upgrades too, not just repairs, right? So that's something that we should do a whole episode on and talk about the history of the Hubble Space Telescope because it's amazing and the contributions that it's made and how much it's allowed us to study and learn about the universe is amazing. And without the shuttle, we wouldn't have been able to do all of that. So the shuttle really was has been kind of a hero for space travel in LEO or Leo. But as we've been talking about, it only gets us into Leo. So if we want to go farther, we're going to need bigger rockets. So the shuttle's We stopped using them in 2011, and to get to and from the space station, we used Soyuz, which is a a Russian rocket. And now, today, the Soyuz are still operational, but we also have private craft as well. So there's now companies like SpaceX, which aren't the agency of a country, right? NASA is underneath the United States government and is funded by the entire country of the United States. And there are other space agencies as well. For instance, the European Space Agency, which is actually a group of many different countries working together and funding their launches and projects. But now there's also private companies that belong to private individuals that are able to launch things into space And they're working in partnership with the country's organizations, like NASA, to be able to get people to and from space, and working on some of those reusable parts. Because the difficult thing about having space launches is when you have to remake those components, that gets expensive. Right? So imagine that every time you were going to go on a car ride, you had to buy new tires, and new seats for the car, and a new steering wheel. It gets really, really expensive. At least it's better than not having to buy a new car every single time. But if you had to buy all of those new things or build those new things every single time, it would be expensive to get to space. And so we're hoping that we're going to be able to bring that cost down in the coming years so it's not so expensive and we can send more missions to space and more astronauts and be able to explore a little bit more. Let's pause here. So Aria, fantastic question. Thank you for this tech question. And of course, any of you listening who have your questions that you would like answered on the podcast, please feel free to send those in. There is a link in the description. Have your folks send the question to that email. And as always, I hope you have dark skies and stay curious.